This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this program, taking place each Wednesday over the next six weeks, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Anna Casey Cox. Kia ora, thank you for having me. Tell us about your background. Um, well, I have a background in public health and um, community organising, as well as a PhD, which people don't really know. And some people thought I should have put that on my um, election boards, but I didn't. So I have a PhD in organisational studies as well. Um, but I'm a real advocate for the community, um, working in the space of uh, Poverty Action Waikato, so really campaigning for um, people who are underserved in our community, uh, as well as working for the environmental um, outcomes that I think we all want for our, our future generation so a uh, community advocate um, but also yeah a, a big thinker um, w- with a with a strong vision for um, our community for Kirikirirua in terms of um, that creating that better uh, tomorrow for everybody. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? Yeah, so this was something I thought um, long and hard about and talked a lot um, with my community and my family about. Um, But ultimately I made the decision because I think um, our decision makers have a lot of... um, They they can create this better tomorrow. There's a place, a decision-making... Place that we can, um, that I can be at, um, and really have um, a good impact on our community. Um, you know, being on the other side and advocating um, is really important, and we need to have those advocates. But I think I have a breadth of understanding of, of you know, broad issues from, as I've said, the social issues through the, to the environmental issues, um, that I can be a really good uh, listener and take on board what people are saying um, and help make those really um, good decisions at the decision making table. So you think you'd be a good Good bridge between advocates and council. Yeah, I really do. I love listening to people. I love connecting with people. Um, I love trying to understand the complex issues. Um, and I think we are facing some really complex issues, with um, particularly with the um, impacts of climate change, which are becoming more apparent to us. Um, so that is a, a platform that I'm really standing on, is that we need to invest into our, our nature spaces, most definitely. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we could do differently. Um, there's been lots of conversations about our, our management of water lately um, and I think we can do a lot better in um, how our stormwater um, is uh, managed and our gullies can be seen to be wetlands and there's lots of possibilities in that space to just um, create change and sustainable change and just do better um, by our environment like a coping with how climate change is going to impa- impact us but also preventing um, climate change and doing our bit on the global on the global front really because it is a global issue climate climate change mm. what has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well do you think 
Oh, so so that's something I do think they're doing well in terms of investing into nature. There's a um, a great um, you know amount put forward in the in the ten year plan, um, which is nature in the city, and I'm really excited about that because I work alongside a lot of our gully restoration projects, and I see the work that they're doing, and it's largely voluntary, which it still will be. We we were going to need our volunteers um, completely, but there will be more jobs in that space, and we really do need people on the ground doing this work. Our weeds are kind of out of control in our gullies and we just need to get um, you know, our Indigenous biodiversity up to that 10% uh, threshold that it really needs to be at. Um, and I also think just generally the connection with the community seems really strong in terms of the current council. Um, you know, our councillors really make an effort to get out um, and connect with people and I really appreciate that. They're often coming into GoEco where I work and talking with us about transport and all the things that we have a voice, uh, you know, an important perspective on um, and I really appreciate that and that's something that I would, would add to because I'm a, I, I see myself as a connector, someone who uh, builds relationships uh, well and, and listens well. So you could see yourself staying involved in your current roles in the community at the same time as being councillor? To be honest, I think being a councillor is a full-time commitment. It has to be. Um, so I would carefully consider that. There's some things that I would would have to stay part of, but there's some things that I would have to let go because I think you've just got to give it your all. You've got to be there. You've got to be um, uh, responsive to people in the community when they have an issue that they want to talk with you about. I just think that's really important. It's important for our young people. It's important for all of us to believe in the processes of democracy and our our political system. They have to have the belief in it so that, they help, so that they'll vote. Um, so I want to be a councillor that inspires people to, to see that local government can make a real difference in their lives and that these people aren't just people who sit away from them, they're people that um, they can really know and have a relationship with. So, yeah, I think you have to give it your all um, and that's what I would do. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with? Um, yeah, that's that's probably a bit of a, a tougher one. I, you know, you have to be mindful about um, our rates increases um, because it does have an impact in people's, especially when people have fixed incomes, etc. Um, however, I do think we need to, uh, you know, think about our future. So when we invest now, it's actually, um, you know, for so many years down the track and we have to look after the assets that we've got. Um, yeah, I, I would find it hard to... I guess the garden place, you know, like what, our central city, making that thrive and how we do that. I don't want to do another plan around how we could do that, but I think that we could be creative and support the arts, especially in terms of how we can make a thriving um, central city and make it a real um, centre place for um, for arts and, and, you know, invest more into that space. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD because it's, yeah, a lot of what people are discussing at the moment. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I think that the we have to innovate. There's no question about that. Like, we're headed into, you know, Hamilton's growing. We're going to, we've got so many, you know, cars, um, the number of cars increasing, um, congestion's going to get worse. So there's no question that we have to innovate on our streets and we have to be creative about how they 
how we do that. Um, so we need to have safe cycleways, absolutely. Um, we need to make sure that our footpaths are well maintained and accessible. And I think we can create streets that are really welcoming. So I, I completely support the concept of innovating streets, how it was communicated, um, how people were invited to participate. I think those sorts of things could have been done better because I think people felt um, that they didn't know what was going on. So sometimes we think we communicate, um, but we don't communicate perhaps as well as, as we could. And that, that would be the only thing that I would really say about it. I think if it had been well communicated and um, like local businesses were on board with it more, I think we could have really enjoyed it all together. But I think um, that was that was the one, one thing that perhaps could have been done better. But absolutely, we need to innovate um, with our streets. Do mm. you think it was councillors' responsibility to do that um, communication? Yeah, like I've said before, I think um, councillors have a really important role in communicating. Um, we They have to be active and out there and talking with people. So, yep, absolutely, and maybe um, on reflection... Um, some of the councillors would say, yeah, they could have done done better in that on that in that front or on that way, but um, yeah, absolutely, council 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 as well. But I think actually um, the funders of Innovating Streets, um, you know, NZTA, have to also take responsibility for that. Like everybody has to take responsibility for that. Everyone who was involved needs to take responsibility for that for how it was communicated. Yeah. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council? Um, so my priorities are, you know, I've worked in, as I've said before, in, in the space of, of poverty. I think we have um, people who really don't have a sense of belonging in Kirikiridua Hamilton now. Um, so I think our community centres are absolutely vital and I include libraries as part of that. Um, we, we need to make sure that people have a sense of belonging in our community and it will only be good for all of us if people have that uh, sense of connection. So I really want... Um, that to be a strong part of what our um, city council achieves together. Um, again, I've said I, I really want to see a, a city that commits to um, our, our nature spaces, to climate action. I think that's vital. It's what our young people are telling us that they really want to see um, because they want to have some faith that they're going to, you know, that our world is going to be looked after going forward and that the, the next generations can also enjoy living here. So those, those things really matter to me and um, they're something that I would really bring my voice to in, in council. And that brings us to our last question, Anna Casey Cox. Why should residents of Hamilton vote for you? Um, I'm a person of um, integrity. Um, I'm um, someone who uh, works hard. I'm someone who gets alongside people. I'm a, I'm a good listener. Um, I'm an advocate. I'm also a, a someone who can think through things. And I think, um, as someone said to me, you, you don't look a you don't look a PhD off the street. So that's something that I've worked hard at and, and have achieved. And it does show a level of being able to think <laughs> and think through things. So um, all of those things um, I would bring to council, and I um, think people should vote for me. <laughs> Thank you, Anna Casey Cox, for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Stay tuned. Up next, we've got Mark Donovan. Local and independent. Free FM 89.0. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts.
This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.